couple of hours. The BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We will start at the bottom of the hour with John Bowenkamp, long time on the Iowa both men's and women's beat. I uh, wanted to uh, bring John in here just because of his well skin in the game, quite frankly. Um, a lot, of, a lot of ground to cover with John. Look forward to catching up and asking him to go down memory lane as to where tonight Ed Carver could potentially rank the hundreds of games that he's seen over the years. I'm not going to ask him to rank them, <laughs> but that take too long. Uh, but we will uh, pick uh, John's brain on the um, historic nature of uh, perhaps what we will see tonight. And we'd be an, it will be an upset if we don't see it tonight. So Bowen Camp coming up at the bottom of the hour. Then we'll, about 10 minutes before noon, invite four of you who have not participated in the Chicken Coop giveaway within the last 30 days uh, to jump on the phones. And uh, do that with us. That's coming up here at about 10 minutes before noon. Of course, three chicken coops in central Iowa, Urbandale, West Des Moines, and Ankeny. We'll tell you more about those uh, once we get uh, to that portion of the uh, first hour. In hour number two, Matt Postens covers the Big 12. A particular focus on college basketball with Matt, although he's good on football. He excels when it comes to men's basketball. So Postens going to come in here, talk about uh, Big 12 hoops, and take a sneak peek ahead ahead to a game that a lot of people that cover, that follow the Big 12 or cover the Big 12 are looking ahead to, and that's Monday night when Houston hosts those Cyclones on ESPNU. Uh, we'll follow that up by Bill Bender. There's um, Yes, college football is you know month over at this point, but boy, oh boy, there is seemingly a lot going on in the realm of college football, whether it's to do with the playoff, etc. Um, changing in the NCAA, are the Big Two going to break off, dot, dot, dot. Uh, Bill Bender coming in here at a about 12.30 before Trent's plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsor those. You had a busy day yesterday. You'll be back at Wells Fargo Arena today. Uh, how did yesterday go? It went well. Had a couple of upsets in there. I which, saw that. Yeah. A 15 beating a 15 beating a two. two. Yeah. Uh, a defending state champion went down yesterday. We we had a lot of intrigue, a lot of excitement, yeah. and um, a really fun start to things. Expanded bracket now. Up to 24 wrestlers out there. I'm a fan. I really am. Just mm-hmm. having the opportunity for eight more kids, more in each participation, class. Yes. right? Absolutely. I, I'm all good with it yep. and expands it a little bit more. That is okay. Mm-hmm. You still gotta win a bunch of matches to get on the podium, and obviously, still have to win your share to win a state championship. But yeah, really fun day down there. We'll be back. It is the quarterfinals now that we're into today, so we'll have quarterfinal action starting right around two thirty is when we'll take the airwaves on 96.9 FM, and you can find it also on the iHeartRadio app. Semifinals about the same time on Friday, and then the finals starting with the Grand March on Saturday mm. night and one of the best events that Traditions, we have in the yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what time will you go till tonight? What time will it all wrap up your coverage? 9.30 again? No, no, this afternoon. It's uh, just an afternoon? Yeah, this oh, is good. just an afternoon session. Good. So. They've rotated what they expanded. It's changed the schedule around from the old traditional ways of doing it, and everything's kind of compressed down. So it'll just be afternoon coverage both uh, this afternoon and Friday afternoon before the coverage Mm -hmm. tomorrow night. So quarterfinals into semifinals on Friday, and then the championships on Saturday. So we'll be on probably till about 4, 4.30, something like that, with the quarterfinals here this afternoon. And home in plenty of time to fire up Peacock and sit down and watch uh, history. <laughs> well, no, no, no. We, we got gymnastics first. We oh, got little ninjas. Yeah, we, we got still plenty on the plate before we get to that <laughs> oh, point. That's funny. We had a doctor's visit this morning with Ella, so it's a busy one. And I'm an uncle again today. Well, congratulations yes. to your sister. My sister, yes. Little baby Violet was born this morning, that's so good. an uncle once again. Oh, that's, you were saying that when yeah. we talked about your dad last week. Yeah. The opening so. to make it to see 
Violet. Little Violet, yeah. yeah. So great to see full head of hair and crying and letting mom and dad know how, who's going to be running the place now. <laughs> Indeed, that's absolutely And her big brother, case. Vinny, he has no clue. I mean, he's Vinny and Violet. Vinny and Violet, the two Vs over there with Did their dad. Did your sister marry someone of Italian descent? <laughs> yes, Vin Sacco. He is an Italian, and the Vs dominate that one. I guess, indeed. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of dominating, uh, Iowa got, I don't want to say dominated. Down the stretch, they did again. Boy, that I don't know what it is about Maryland. If they're not interested in the first 30 minutes, <laughs> right. we saw over at Carver Hawkeye. We saw it again last night. And I, I honestly, Trent, watching the basketball game, I thought, you know what? The Hawks are going to win this game. Yep. I, that, I felt that way for the longest time. And then, um, you know, there were still eight minutes or so left in the game, and boom, the switch was flipped, and Maryland just poured it on. Young to the free throw line time after time after time. I really like uh, uh, Julian Reese, Angel Reese's brother. He's athletic. Can't shoot free throw to save his life. <laughs> no, I mean, no. he can't. They try, they try to follow oh, him as much. Oh, my God. And he's got that weird hitch in there. Can't, can't you smooth that thing out? I think so, right? Right. I, Maybe it's something that just because this isn't working. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, but he got a double double dominating the boards last night, and you know, on a night that uh, Tony Perkins did not have it going, and he did not. In fact, Mm. he got kicked out of the game, uh, teed up, and he was just frustrated. You could see it's starting to set in at that time. Uh, He did his work on the boards. He couldn't score to. I mean, he really struggled to score the ball. Sanford had a good first half. It slowed down in the second half. Cricky's cricky. Uh, Owen Freeman's in foul trouble. Then they bring Dembali in off the off the bench to uh, to give Freeman an opportunity to go to the bench. And within a, like I don't know, was it a minute or ninety seconds? Bing bang, a couple of fouls right off the bat, and he's out of the game. He got a piece of Fran McCaffrey's mind <laughs> as he was leaving. But I don't know, Trent. It's just I mean, there's no hope. No, there, no. there's no hope now. You can't even. Um, Attempt to find a path other than winning the Big Ten tournament in Minneapolis, and that's not going to happen. They're not winning five out of six no, in this stretch. No way. They're not. I'd be shocked if they're playing Thursday. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, absolutely. They're they're trending that direction down the stretch. This was the opportunity, and the opportunity was there, and they had chances. Very frankly, they're just not good enough. No, they aren't. They're just not good enough, yep. and we can lament. Those losses to Maryland and mm-hmm. Indiana and Penn State and Michigan. We can talk about really all five of those games. We put them all together. It's kind of the same song and dance, yep, right? It is. It, it was struggles down the stretch, not being able to make plays. Just the way that they spaz out offensively. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I understand. Maryland, they were clutching and grabbing. And they're playing that garbage style and a reason that... They were getting away with it. The Big Ten hasn't won a national championship now in almost a quarter century. It's because mm-hmm. of this garbage style mm-hmm. that Bo Ryan and Tom Izzo brought to the league. Mm-hmm. And why do they struggle in March year after year? Because they're allowed to play this crappy style of basketball. And then when you get to the tournament, you can't play. Yeah, I only shot uh, 12 free throws in the basketball game. And, and, you know, I get a kick. I, you know, call a lot of high school basketball games. And I'll hear it, even through the, with the cans on my ears. Oh, even up the fouls, ref! <laughs> yeah. No, that's not the ref's job. No, it's not. The, the ref's job is not to even up the fouls. Right. The ref's job is to call fouls when fouls are to be there. It's the team's job, Trent, to do something that yes. the other team has to commit a foul. But the way that Maryland plays, the way Mil- yeah. Willard coaches, mm-hmm. they play that style. And for it to be 11-0 in fouls over a 10-minute stretch at yeah. the end of the game, yeah. that was... But you got to play through it. Uh-huh. And they couldn't. And it was a bunch of garbage shots, fadeaway jumpers at the horn. You know, They couldn't get into the paint. They couldn't knock down anything from the outside. They're a shooter short. 
And what's happening with the point guard situation? Oh, I don't know. You know what? When Harding was in the game, at least on the offensive end of the floor, I was surprised he only played four minutes. Didn't play in the first half. I mean, what? 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 Perkins was terrible last night. Dix didn't have it going no. last night, and and he's been really good. I don't want to sound like I'm killing him. Dix has been he's been in the, one of the revelations of this year's roster, in my opinion. Um, Price Sanford hits a big three. It's set up by his brother. That was a cool moment. Sanford to Sanford. Patrick McCaffrey was. Okay, not great. I thought his basket at the end of the first half might propel them uh, a little bit going into the locker room. He was awful in the second half. Yeah, like a lot but of his team was. was. Yeah, a lot of his team was. Sanford, what, hits his first three or three out of his first four, 0 for 5 from three in the in the second half. Mm. They're one of nine from three in the second half mm. of the game. They just played poorly. And on the other end, yeah, you mentioned Harding. You see those two moments. I mean, he finds the gap in the zone. That's exactly what you need to yeah. do. Hits the, all right, he made a bucket. That's something that he hasn't exactly been able to do. Hits that runner, but then he goes to the other end of the floor. Mm-hmm. The first time down, they tried to play man, and what happened? Well, of course, Jameer Young went right around him yeah. and got right to the rim. Yeah. And then they have to go zone. And they go zone, and what happens when Iowa tries to play zone? A wide open three-pointer yep. in the corner, and all of a sudden, Maryland's back within mm-hmm. two. You're giving something up there. This offseason, Brand stays, we're going to run it back. Mm-hmm. All right, see if Perkins can come back. He's... A solid Big Ten player. Mm-hmm. See if you want. Do you think to come he back. wants to? Have you heard anything along I those lines? No, but I think that's your starting point. Yeah, I mean, where's he going to go? Right. Does he want to go to I don't know Indiana State and put up huge numbers? Oh, I see. You know, yeah. go down. I wasn't even thinking of a transfer, and I thought he was talking yeah. about a pro career. Well, I in, guess in you could too. you could do that. Yeah, yeah, you could go somewhere else. Another year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go to you know elite level program and be a backup guard? Mm-hmm. Maybe go chase a Final Four or ring, do something like that. Yeah. You know, I think Tony Perkins could help a lot of teams in that kind of role or go overseas, make some money, mm-hmm. do that too. But you start there and then you have to figure out point guard. If we're this deep into the season. And yeah, excellent question. If you're not comfortable playing either of the point guards on your nope. Josh Dix is not a point guard. No. Nope. Tony Perkins is not a point guard. Nope. The two that you got, they're playing five and four minutes. Your front court with Owen Freeman, Dumbali. Cooper Koch comes in next year, along with that Tajo kid, who okay. on three has a top 40 player nationally. Mm-hmm. Sanford, Sanford yeah. Dix. Yeah. All right, pretty good starting point. Mm-hmm. What don't you have? Who's running the show? You need a little more shooting, mm-hmm. and you need a point guard. Mm-hmm. That's the direction that you have to go. Enough with the Ben Crickies of the world. Enough. You know, Trent, he's digressed. Is he hurt, you wonder? He's always been a terrible rebounder. He's Going back to Velpo, he was a bad rebounder mm-hmm. for his but size. But you remember and the how minutes. not just us excited about the start that he had mm-hmm. as a hawk. I mean, I, I can remember. Oh, it's too bad he doesn't have another year. We all have a type, right? You have a type, yeah. that you like, yeah. In every sport, Fran has a type of basketball player. Mm-hmm. And after BJ Mack ultimately went to South Carolina, and they went to that next tier of posts that they're looking for, he had two options. And for everything that I've heard, it was he could have had either Ben Cricky. Or rink mask. Had both those guys on campus. And his top choice was the guy that's his type. Really good offensively. Yeah. Rebounded defenses. Stinks. Yeah, Mast's had a nice year. Mast, better shooter from the outside. Mm -hmm. Not as skilled around the rim and with the short jumpers and those kinds. Not as skilled offensively overall. But he's a lot better defender and a lot better rebounder. Who did Fran go with? No surprise. (laughs) Comfort zone. He went with his type. He went with the guy that's a good offensive player. And Cricky, it's been bad. He had one rebound last night. 
in 33 minutes. Uh, the biggest surprise that I kept uh, about Iowa men's basketball over the last 24 hours to me is Wisconsin sold out. <laughs> right? Yeah. What What are they doing over there? Is there some kind of trend? We Doctor Fuller. We had the Doctor Fuller ticket promotion. Mm-hmm. This was as poorly of a um, a response as we've got. Yeah. There's not buzz. Right? You had to beat, like, I don't know, 19 people to win these tickets. Normally, this is in the, you know, hundreds. Right, yeah. Um, I don't know, people, people are just, I don't know. I mean, how are you going to sell season tickets this off season? It's going to be incredibly difficult. Isn't it? I mean, we saw good work out of John Steppy over in Cedar Rapids with the Gazette. Uh, what with he the did, actual attendance yes, numbers? Getting the, so do you have them? Because I've run out of my compliment of free articles uh, on the Gazette. Let me see if I got it up here because, yeah, I might be in the same direction. I think we've both fall into that one. Uh, let's see. I pay for the Des Moines Register. Don't rip me. All right. I no, pay I for do the too. Register. I do, too. But, yeah, Cedar Rapids Gazette, eh, you're we got the athletic. And it gets me on Twitter because I clicked the wrong space on the Twitter, and I'm, it takes me to an uh-huh. article when I had, I had no desire to go there. And boom, here you've used two of your three free articles. Here it is. I was listed attendance uh, average of nine thousand seven hundred and twelve. That's listed. That's listed. Ninety seven hundred and twelve. Yep. Uh, Steppy though got the actual scan tickets as yep. people make their way into the building. 5,202 tickets per game. That's a $4,000 person difference. 35% capacity with those numbers, with 5,200 in the building for that one. Hmm. Um, Now, there was the storm game with Iowa-Nebraska. Fair point. That one had 1,300 people. Yeah, fair point. That scanned their way in. I think they should remove that from any math that they're doing surrounding that. Uh, Even taking that game out? Yeah. Still only averaging 5,523 scan tickets per game. Not good. The Ohio State game, which looked on the surface to be a decent crowd. Yeah, because right? we thought there would be, um, yeah, we thought there would be family and friends, but it wasn't, it did look like a decent crowd. What was it? Not even half full. Jeez. 6,875 scanned mm. for that one. Mm-hmm. These are great numbers. This John Steppy, this is something we talk about often. And we yeah, don't we get could, this. because we don't we don't know where to go to get right. it. So Steppy got it from where? Is that a I FOIA? Think it, it was a FOIA request and was able to get that. That that's yeah. really good work out of the young man over in Cedar Rapids mm-hmm. and and good digging because this is a number that we always wonder. I mean, we hear these things all the time. You see listed attendance and you know it's not that. Uh, this is really good information. So good work out of him having that. Even for the weekend games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 43% capacity, 6,390. Yet, again, I go back to my question. Why is everybody coming Saturday to see Wisconsin? Is it Wisconsin? Well, maybe. I mean, you remember that game. I know you do because I remember it vividly. When Alford was here and Illinois comes over with the Orange Crush. Oh, yeah. And they take over the building. I do. Are we going to see, you know, two, so three, you four thousand? Wisconsin. You could be right. It's only a couple-hour drive. Yeah. Does uh, what do they call the deadheads over there? Their their student section. Do they have something where this is going to be their road trip and I make wonder. their way to Iowa City, like Illinois did? Yes, it's that's a Saturday a, that's game. A great question. One fifteen, perfect timing. Right. Hang out in Iowa City uh-huh. afterwards. Have a fun night. Um, I think you're going to see plenty of red in the crowd for this one. Woof. Those Oof. are scary numbers, and and it leads to the question: You're not going to fire Fran McCaffrey. No, you're just not. I don't think so. I know the frustration. Mm-mm. I get it, but it's not going to happen. Does Fran walk away? That's the only path to a change at the top, I think, this offseason, yeah. is for him to do it himself. Yeah. Um, is Jack it, is going to be what? A senior? He'll next? be a senior next year, yeah. He's going through his junior season mm-hmm. right now. 
Could he take that to me? He could, he could always go somewhere else, right? Yeah. He could do a senior year wherever. Uh-huh. He could go to prep school. Prep school, yeah. Do that, go that route for a year. That would be the only, that would be the only way I think he would. And look, I like him. I, I do like too. him. I think it's kind of, you know, you're looking at the milk carton is getting close to the expiration date, right? Yeah. A little bit in, in some respects. So we, we shall see. What we will see tonight is a packed house um, to watch Caitlin Clark. Set the record. You know, I saw an interview with her yesterday, a television interview. I'm not sure if it was one of the locals. It probably was, uh, as I think I follow them on Twitter, on the Twitter account. She looked calm. She looked like she was in a good place. She was laughing and smiling. She Mm -hmm. was asking, what do you do? What do you do when you're not on the floor? Uh, and she talked about laundry and video <laughs> games, and uh-huh. she's 22, and she she seemed like she's in a good place. I mean, you would think that when you are on the cusp of breaking an all-time record, mm-hmm. right? One of those records that and this isn't a made-up record, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is this is a big this is a big mark. Um, the, the pressure would be, or you wouldn't want to answer these questions. You wouldn't want to do any me. Like I get that they turned down. What was it, a 30-minute interview request by somebody over in Nebraska? They needed 30 minutes of her time? No, no, three hours. Was that what it was? Yeah, there was somebody, and I don't know if it was a national place or somewhere else, asked for three hours of her time. I think there were 12 different requests for one-on-one interviews with Caitlin when she was making her way over there. A, it's not in the state of Iowa. (laughs) No, she's not going to do that. But yesterday, she looked like there was zero pressure that was on her shoulders. But that's who she is. Mm Mm-hmm. The shot against Indiana a year ago. Yeah. The Michigan State shot earlier this year, beating South Carolina in the Final Mm -hmm. Four and doing it on that stage. She, in the clutch moments, yeah, it didn't happen on Sunday against Nebraska. It didn't happen. It's not going to happen every time. Right. Michael Jordan didn't make every shot. No. Made a lot. Made a lot. So did Ken Clark. But not every single one. you're right. Yet, ultimately, that's her demeanor. Uh And you do wonder if it'd be different if she needed, going into this one tonight, she needed Thirty-four, and this was the final game of the year, it, right? And th- yeah. or this was the last home game, or something yeah. like that. If it would feel different, but it's a foregone conclusion. It is. Did you uh, did you see that there are numbers out now? We can't bet on these in the state of Iowa. Oh, but are there for our listeners uh, in Illinois? I know we got plenty of those for people in other states listening on the iHeartRadio app. FanDuel has these up for tonight's game. I love this, and in, if I was able to wager on this one, I would be jumping aboard with one of these wagers. Method of Caitlin Clark's basket to score her 3,500 Layup, free point. throw, or three-pointer? Are those the three or? Or other. So the three-point is the betting favorite. Yeah. Got to lay minus 120. Okay. And you can definitely see that.Ure. And not just a three, like a logo three, like a 33-foot. would yeah. bring down the, I mean, the yes. place is going to go bananas, but if that's how she does it, it would even take it up too high. And her level. style, her moment that uh-huh. she always likes to deliver, uh-huh. you definitely can see that. Yep. And I see why it's the betting favorite. Yep. Layup's next, plus 145. Okay. Get to the rim. Yep. Free throw, plus 850. Other, at 14 to 1, pull up jumper, foot on the line, Long even a runner. I, that number at, at 14, 14 to, to 1, 1, Yeah. I think I'd be fired at that one. Yeah, I would too. I think that is the certainly the value pick right. on that. Also, you can bet uh, the method and quarter. That it will happen. So the is I'm because it's part of the uh, chicken coop giveaway. Uh-huh. I put the first quarter. Yes, and so a three point goal in the first quarter plus one twenty, free throw first quarter plus one seventy five. 
other in the first quarter, 17-1 to now. Now adding a little more intrigue. You get into uh, a three-pointer in the second quarter, 11-1. to That one might not be worth a dabble mm-hmm. to, but unfortunately... We can't. We can't here in the state of Iowa. If you're wondering, well, why can't we hear? One of the few... It was a give and take, is yes. what I was told. It was a give and take. I won't fight you on this if you give me this. Sure, we'll give you this sign here, and let's get the bill passed, yes. and let's open up the gates. We were one of the first states to yep. be able to do it, and this was one of the things they pushed through. Mm-hmm. No player props available in college athletics for in-state players. Mm-hmm. It, you know what? I'm good with it. Yes. You want to bet the Ohio State-Illinois game, and there's props out sure. there. Have you, def- it. you can do it, yeah. but not in-state. I'm good with it. Would it be more fun? Sure. Would it be a little more intrigue? I get it. Would but- it lead to more unfortunate run-ins with a-holes and student-athletes, without a doubt. That's a great call, too. And I think that's yeah. probably as much as... Hey, you killed my same-game party. Really? I had you. And all you needed was another free throw right, for crying it. out loud. All you had to do was Make hit a Make a freaking shot, would you? I, mean, I saw you at the bar the other night. You should be in the gym. <laughs> Peyton, you're all for five in the second half. I had an in-game, same-game parlay. No, don't need it. No. I'm, I'm, glad it's, I, I'm glad it's not available. That's a really good point. Yep, yeah, glad it's not available uh, in the state. All right, John Bowenkamp, we've got also coming up here, we will... Uh, give you another keyword. Two days left in this promotion today and tomorrow before uh, it comes to an end. That's coming up. Uh, chicken coop giveaways. We mentioned one of the questions is going to be surrounding well, a couple of them. Caitlin Clark, our tiebreakers, total points. And then does she set the record? Not tie the record, set the record in the first quarter or the second quarter. So we'll see if that indeed is where it falls. Where does it fall? First quarter, second, not tie, but set the record is in the first quarter, second quarter. First quarter. That's what I think, too. I think she'll I think get she it gets done. gets it out of the way. Yep. Gets it done right away. Well, one more note also yep. on the Hawkeye front as we've uh, 23 minutes of Hawkeye power hour here. Yeah. Um, Apologize, Cyclone fans. John Budmeyer. Yeah. Um, now, I told you a month ago that this was happening. Yeah. I also told you that there would be a transfer left tackle weeks before that one happened. Mm-hmm. So, so what else is coming? <laughs> Nothing else. Okay. I don't have anything right now. But we've been at the forefront of these things. Mm-hmm. And... I told you the story, and it was just one guy. It was one wide receiver that when he heard the news about a month ago, he rolled his eyes and said, wasn't real pleased about well, it. Did you see Marvin McNutt's post that's now been deleted? What did he say? Just, I, I can't remember. I think it was eyeballs, or I don't know. what. what mm-hmm. it was. It, 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 I took it as uh, more of the same. Mm-hmm. We're never going to get receivers in my alma mater type of thing. I don't know what John Budmeyer is as a recruiter. We better be good. Well, we know, yes, we do. Deacon Hill. Cade McNamara, also his. That works. Yeah. Well, we think. Yeah. You hope. Right. He's also a China doll. Uh-huh. That's a problem, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Deacon Hill was one of his guys, and mm-hmm. we saw how that one played out. How does he recruit wide receivers? Look, you don't have to play the position to be good. No, you don't. I, that's, I think, very overstated, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that part of it. Mm-hmm. This guy was brought in to help with quarterbacks because they saw right away that Brian doesn't know his ass from his elbow, as it does when coaching quarterbacks. He's an offensive line coach. He doesn't have any idea. So they bring in Jod Budmeyer to help him out. In the last two years, quarterback play has been as bad as anybody in college football. Mm-hmm. And yet after being as poor at your job as he was the last two years, he gets elevated mm-hmm. to a full-time assistant. That's hard to swallow. Yeah. Uh, he's not getting the level of pay that his predecessor was. Does that make it any easier that they're no, saving I, a little money? I don't give a crap about money. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, if... Whatever football player, baseball player, whatever they get paid, good for them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't impact my bottom line. I could care if LeVar Woods makes this amount and John Bunmeyer makes this account. What does it matter? 
Is, is that the only money that they had? No, I wouldn't think so. I mean, didn't they? Didn't I see a report that they just caught up? That they've caught up for the COVID shortfall year? Oh, really? I think that that came out last week. That uh, that deficit that was there for the last couple of years, it's gone away. I want to take you back to when going into the weekend, it felt like Kevin John was the guy because mm-hmm. he was having breakfast. He was having breakfast yeah. with Kirk. Yeah. Now, when we found out that Kirk was maybe breaking up with him at that point. Right. And that's maybe what it could have been. Yeah. Was it these coaches, not just those two finalists, but others, saw that there was an open position and said, I'd like to bring somebody with me? Oh, and you think that that was a non I don't think. I, I, I mean, it's just a theory mm-hmm. that this is going to be your wide receiver coach. Mm-hmm. And maybe that led Kevin John mm-hmm. to say no. Maybe that led Paul Christ to say no. You're implementing a new system. Mm-hmm. You have an ability to bring somebody along. Look, Greg Davis was able to bring And a I don't of his want players. a hand-picked guy waiting for right. me when I get there. I want my guy. Could that be what was ultimately the determining it's, factor? It's not, it's a, not crazy a crazy theory. theory. And I've had um, plenty of those. Sure. <laughs> yes. I mean, the tinfoil hat's right beside <laughs> right. you. We, we have them ready yeah, every day. We, right. Um, it's not a crazy theory. I don't know if there's any validity to it. Let's just and put that do out. I. Neither right. do I. This is no inside But could I see that potentially being... Yeah, I could. Yeah. It wouldn't be a huge not, stretch. Not crazy? No. Not crazy. All right, time, uh, Trent, time for another one. All right, Millery Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get John Bowenkamp uh, in here, Associated Press, HawkeyeNation.com, IowaCollegeHoops.com, amongst the places you can read, John. John, uh, Trent and Ken, you know, trying to, uh, wanted to reach out to you just because I think other than, help me out with this chronologically, other than Halas, you would probably be the one that's been in Carver. Of the um, Kaker's been there a bunch of games, uh, but you beat him to the beat. Um, Halas, yeah. then you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 31 years for me. Yes. Means you're old, John, amongst other things. full time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So, um, I, I mean. I was at the time when all this happened. You know, I got you. Of course. That, <laughs> went, that goes without saying. So, um. When uh, when when you get to when you get to your spot tonight uh, on, on media row, I'm guessing that this probably is 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 impactful uh, as a game as you're going to see. I mean, I don't know how you you know when you come up with a list of the you know the important games that you've covered over there. Um, I mean, this has to be this has to be at the top of the list, right? Yeah, and I, and you know what was funny was yesterday I was kind of like, ah, let's get this over with, and then today I'm, I got kind of excited. You know, it's like, okay, this this can be a big deal tonight. This is history. This is, you know, this this is, you know, I, 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 I've said, I think I've said this before on here, but I had a friend of mine say, and I had a picture from the crossover at Kinnick, and I said something about, you know, mm-hmm. this beginning of season 31, he said, you have a front row to history and you get to write about it. Yeah. And I thought that's a good way to put it. Yep. So, and that's the way. I, I actually tonight is third row, but it's still pretty big. So. so there's some national media bumping you out of your spot. Is that it? No, no, I'm in my spot. Okay. I'm in the usual spot, which is in the third row. And, and, uh, but looking at the seating chart, there's going to be quite a few national people there. And, you know, it, it, it's like I said, it, it, I've been to Final Fours and World mm-hmm. Series and I did a Super Bowl and all that. And, and those are cool, but this is locally cool. 
Yeah. You know? So um, so that's what, that's what I think. I'm, I'm going to have fun with this tonight, I think. Going to be an entertaining evening, and whenever she breaks it, first quarter, second quarter, likely early in the game, just needing eight points to get by and uh, pass Kelsey Plum for the all-time scoring record. She has a flair for the dramatic. We were talking about the betting lines. What do you anticipate here? Are we going to see like a logo three? That's going to be the record setter. And what if that shot's off a little bit early? Would you see her pressing early in this game? I think she'll try to get it over with pretty quickly. We're, we're anticipating it'll be like a goal pit. Something like that. It would be something you know, like with no drama. Oh no! Like some, like some girl hit the net or something like that. You know, something like that. But um, no, I think it'll be or free throw. That was the other one we yeah. talked about. But um, but but no, I mean, I think I think she'll try to get it going early. And, and to be honest, you know, last some of the last games that I've covered of her, you know, she does kind of take her time, kind of getting into the flow of things. She doesn't just start heaving right away. So I do expect this. Yeah, I, I think she's going to kind of feel her way out, see what how they're defending her, who's defending her, and all that. If she senses a mismatch pretty early on, I think she's going for it. But I think she's going to just kind of feel it out, let the game kind of come, you know, develop on its own, and then and then she'll just kind of just go off. Uh, but there are nights though you can feel like where, where she's she knows she's on one. Yeah, I mean, and sure, you, you get that feeling early. So, yep. Uh, I I got the feeling yesterday watching her, John, that she feels no pressure at all. Uh, listening to her response to the questions that she was posed, she's smiling. She's you know having a couple of chuckles up there. You you wouldn't. I mean, you've seen other. I'm not comparing her to Roger Maris at break the the uh, sixty. I mean, she he lost his hair for crying out yeah. loud. Um, so everybody's different. I get that, but there doesn't seem to be. This doesn't seem to be weighing on her. You've covered her for all her four years at Iowa. Um, do you get the sense that she's that this is um, you know she's carrying this burden of breaking that record around? No, I think she's enjoying this. And I mean, I do think maybe it does wear on her at, at some point. I mean, you, you can't go anywhere without a police escort. You know, when you're at Carver, you know, there's certain things you can't do. But as she said yesterday, I'm just still a 22 year old college student. I'm still cleaning my apartment, doing my laundry, and then she told how she talks her mom into coming over yes, doing her laundry. You know, and I mean, so there was a lot of that yesterday. I mean, I mean, really, we haven't gotten to see that a lot this year because we our only access to her has really been post-game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think she's been at one other media availability. But, you know, but for the most part, it, you know, we haven't seen And yesterday I, I, I felt really good about her mood when it was all over with. Yeah, we only got, you know, 10, 11 minutes with her. But it was still entertaining, and you could tell that that she is enjoying this, and 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 she also knows that there's a bigger picture here, and that's on her mind too. And she kept bringing that up, and I think that's a good sign too. Really cool event next season, likely minus Caitlin Clark out yeah, there. Are they hoping that she's part of it? Is that- <laughs> well, you can get you can guess Barclays is absolutely yeah. a part of that, but. How about Iowa being included with Tennessee, UConn, and Louisville and a little four-teamer out of Barclays in the Champions Classic on the women's side? What an honor for this program. Yeah, and I mean, it shows how, I mean, this has always been a really good program. It's always been an NCAA tournament program, but these last four years has really taken it to another level. And I think, you know, that, that it, and, and I'm like you, I, I don't think she's back next year, but, you know, who knows, maybe whoever's putting this on drops a big bag of cash and they come back. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I'm name image likeness yep. anyway. Yep. Um, but I mean, I, it, it does show how far this, this program is, has really advanced over the last few years from being a really good program now being named in with these other programs. And a lot of it is her effect, but a lot of it is 
they are getting in now really good players coming in in these next couple of recruiting classes. So there's still a lot. This is still going to be a really good program after she leaves. And I think the national people are realizing that. And then they're realizing the attention that comes with it, whether it's, you know, the fans, you know, the media that have been traveling, that sort of thing. And so they look at it as this is kind of a big deal to have them there. No doubt about it. So what did last weekend do, John? Did you, you don't notice any, I guess, hangover after the Nebraska, right? They've put that behind them. In the grand scheme of things, uh, what what do they think that this loss to Nebraska is, is going to do for overall for their season and uh, for their seeding? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I knocked them, you know, on one of the brackets I saw, knocked them from a one to a two. Which you know that just is just the color of uniform you're going to wear in the right. elite eight, yeah. but um, but I mean it, it, you know I mean they're 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 right now thinking Big Ten title, they're a game out of first, um, you know how are they going to get that back, that sort of thing, and and I mean that's where they're looking. I mean there the, there is a big picture, but there's even you know like a little smaller picture in there with right now it is Big Ten title. What can they do to get back in that lead? I mean they do get Ohio State here coming up. But what can they do to keep pace, which means you can't dump tonight's game. So it does kind of, you know, put a little pressure on them to keep going and just to keep pace because you do get the Buckeyes, you know, coming up here. But you just, you just want to keep pace with them at this point. Kind of an extra day of rest here, Sunday to Thursday, then a week off before they go to Indiana. Seems like it's a good time to get a break. And, and after it culminates tonight mm-hmm. with Caitlin getting the record, instead of having to have a game to worry about, maybe on Sunday, something like that, a week off with a huge road trip to Bloomington. Feels like the schedule sets up really well for this team. And, and Lisa Booter said yesterday they're getting the weekend off. They get to go home. Are they nice? Oh, wow. And yeah. they get out of there. And, and I think that is the best thing yep. because it just has felt like this season has not been allowed to breathe. And I think you got to let them breathe a little bit. And I think they're going to do that this weekend. You know, get this win tonight, get to you know, keep pace with Ohio State, take a few days off, let everybody else around you play, and then come back for this really big game in Indiana. So it bye weeks sometimes go, you know, that those off weekends come in a perfect time sometimes, and this one really does for them. Be nice. Caitlin will be able to come back, go to Jordan Creek Mall, just walk around, not have anybody bother her. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. John, the men played last night. Um mm-hmm. First thirty minutes, I thought, you know what? They're going to walk out of here with a win, and then yep. they just—I mean, I don't know what happened. I really don't. Um, other than it was kind of like when they played Maryland, it was, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. that Maryland just for whatever reason not interested in the first thirty minutes. Then they just flip a switch and off they go. Yeah, the the, the foul disparity was yeah fascinating. Yeah, true. But you can't blame that all that. And I mean, you know, again with this team. And I know people crab about them, and, and, and I mean, but then they were all excited when they won on Sunday the way they did. You know, this team always has felt to me like it's a good team that just can't, isn't good enough sometimes in situations. And I think that's the way it was last night. And I think it's been that way in a lot of other games. You know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I am really looking at this as how do, how do some of these guys develop for next year? And, you know, whether it's Owen Freeman, Brock Harding, Josh Dix, and that sort of thing. And what you get out of it is what you get out of it. And, you know, sometimes you just have seasons like that in college basketball. And I think this this is one for them, I think. And the other, it goes back to the fact that it's been brought up before. They just don't have that guy down the stretch that can just take over games. Mm-hmm. And Tony Perkins can sometimes do it, but he was struggling last night. And when he doesn't go well, 
they don't seem to go well, and I think it just kind of goes hand in hand. I think that's what happened last night. As it looks to be a loss season as it pertains to the NCAA tournament, I mean, are you are you left with now? You see DeSante Bowen plays a little bit in the first half, doesn't play in the second. Brock Harding doesn't play in the first half, plays in the second. Don't you have to figure it out? Josh Dix is not a point guard. Tony Perkins is not a point guard. Don't you have to see if you have something there? And if you don't with either of those guys, no, you got to hit the portal and find a point guard for next year. Oh, I, yeah, and I mean, I, I think that is going to be the thing that, that I mean, I do think you have to, to look at the portal. And I'm not willing to give up on Brock Harding just yet. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a freshman. I'm not going to, you know. Um, you know, with DeSante, I don't know what you're, you know, I mean, again, we don't see him in practice, so I don't know what he's seeing or not seeing there. But I think you, I think everybody needs an experienced point guard. And, you know, and, and those are out there, whether it's in the portal, whether it's in the junior college ranks. You know, I can't believe more schools aren't hitting the JUCOs in yeah. just because I think there's there's some really good talent there. Mm-hmm. And so I think you go find somebody that that's a junior. You know, go back to the old Bryce Cartwright days, and you think about Fran's first couple of years and him finding Bryce Cartwright. I think you got you got to go find that whether it's in the portal or whether it's in the JUCO ranks or prep school. You know, somebody that's played a year there that's maybe a year older. You know, when you bring you got to find something. I think, and I think that's got to be. What are the places you really look at in this offseason? Um, like the, like they used. That's where they used to shop, right? Remember the back in the day, yeah. John. Uh, the yes, JUCO yeah. was it was huge. Oh, I mean, I you know, I just think here at, at Southeastern Community College. I mean, a lot of big name coaches were here looking for, for sure. JUCO talent and Indian and Hills. Now, yeah, and now that exactly Indian Hills, Mar, uh, Marshalltown has had good players. Iowa Western, Kirkwood, you know, has mm-hmm. been good. And I mean, those are places now that are really getting hit by the the Summit League teams in the Ohio Valley Conference, you know, the smaller conferences that want experienced guys, and these guys just want to play. And so I do think, you know, you, you can find some talent there that, if, you know, if you really look hard enough, and you can find guys that can help you right away. John Budmeyer, no surprise, is the new wide receiver coach on the football front. Uninspiring, uh, <laughs> but uh, a guy that was helping out the quarterbacks that needed a lot of help the last couple of years. Your takeaway on Bud now at wide receiver coach? I think I, I think it's you know I mean it just like you said it was kind of the inevitable choice, but it also says to me that that Tim Wester is going to be the quarterbacks guy. Mm-hmm. A full, I mean there isn't going to be any other voices, and I think you know sometimes you wonder if maybe last year there were a lot of voices there. And I think there's going to be one voice for those quarterbacks, and I think that's a good thing. And, you know, you, you put Bud Meyer to work with the wide receivers. It's still part of the passing game, but you, you've got now a main voice for a quarterback and it's your offensive coordinator. And I think in the long run that probably pays dividends. John Bowenkamp, Hawkeye Nation, Associated Press. You were, are you Associated Press on your press pass today, Hawkeye yeah, Nation? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the game story I tonight. you would be. Handling the Caitlin record stuff, and, and then I'll do some for Hawkeye Nation. So do you got your lead ready to go? I mean, how does this work? Ken and I are not journalists. We just talk on the radio. Um, I, I've got some ideas, but okay. like I said, it, it, it kind of organically find, you find uh-huh. you, you find yourself at some point. So. We will uh, read you at Associated Press and all the other places we can find John Bowenkamp. John, thanks for jumping on, buddy. We appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good day. Yep, good to talk to you. John Bowenkamp, 
Associated Press as uh, we take a look at uh, tonight's women's game. So we're going to push back uh, our chicken coop spot. Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports just had something come up and will not be able to join us. So we'll save uh, chicken coop for about a half uh, an hour or thereabouts. Since we're talking, we spent a lot of time talking, about, obviously, about Caitlin Clark mm-hmm. and Iowa women's basketball. That was a big win for Fenley's team last night. They, I mean, this K-State team's a top-five team. And don't they just... Top ten, anyway. This women's program and what they do, you know, you look at the the totality of the parts individual, it just, how they find a way. They can get off to rough starts, and they've had a few of those. And the amount of big victories that they get year after year, they get on the hot winning streak to begin Big 12 play. All right, here they come. Then they hit a lull. Yeah. And then right back again, beating K-State in the fashion that they did. And K-State's best player, who'd been out for about a month, uh-huh. uh, Lee's her last name, um, she answered the bell last night. She played. But so did Audie Crooks. They <laughs> they lose five out of six. Yeah. Like, oh boy, and it's going to be a struggle to be a tournament team. Mm-hmm. You get that one. I mean, a quality victory. as On a good- night that Emily Ryden couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. She was one out of 14, but had a double-double. Net at 38. Five and seven in quad one, quad one. Excuse me. Don't have a quad three or quad four loss. They're they're now solidly in the tournament. Mm-hmm. You lose that one though, conversations changing. Now, coming up this weekend, they got to go to Texas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Texas ranked number five. Still got to go back to K State. Uh-huh. But you very well could win. Got the, the one at games. your place and did so in double overtime last night. Your other road games at Houston, winnable. You get BYU and Cincinnati at home. Both very winnable. You win at minimum two, potentially probably all three of those games. You're solidly in the NCAA tournament. And then Audie Crooks. And that freshman class, get mm-hmm. that experience and get yep. set for next year. Yeah, Fenley, uh, this class has certainly panned out to say the very least. All right, we'll take a time out, come back and finish the hour. We will do the chicken coop giveaway coming up here at about 12.15. We have some Super Bowl wagering handle numbers mm-hmm. when it comes to the state of Iowa. We'll share those with you. Uh, it's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back. About five minutes before noon, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. In about 30 minutes, Bill Bender from the Sporting News will join us. Uh, college football and college athletics, quite honestly, very much uh, back on the uh, front burner again with the big two continuing to flex. Where is it going to go? What is the college football playoff going to look like? Boy, did you see that ESPN spent $7.8 billion Dollars to secure the playoff rights for what was it eight years? And it was not as much as they were hoping for. Oh, it was. Initially. It wasn't. Yes. Did uh, they think? Did they not have any a, a second bidder? They did, but had to obviously lowballed. Yes, or come in significantly lower. So there was so much speculation about this, and the most likely path was that Fox would get a major portion. ESPN did not want to give up the national championship more than anything. Oh, so they would have had to share yes. with Fox every other year. Or something and like, uh-huh. the other institutions that were bidding, CBS, NBC, mm-hmm. streamers, all those, mm-hmm. if we're going to do this, we're not just going to do it for a quarterfinal and get served Oregon Liberty <laughs> and pay right. $100 million for that. Yeah, We want to make sure that we're part of the rotation and either weren't willing to spend the money to make that happen. But this was lower than a lot of the estimates that were out there in terms of what financially the college football playoff, they'll be fine. Yeah, I think. Yeah. College football's not going to dry up. Don't think so, Trent. <laughs> right. They're going to be okay, but 
in the grand scheme of things. I think it shows you that you know, this gobs of money that is out there, it's getting tight. And you wonder, the future NBA is the next big league, mm-hmm. what their deal is going to look like. I know the and NFL what is television in general is going to look right. like. And we have that component, too. Right? Oh, everything's going to be bundled again. Right? It we're, sounds we're, like it. We're going right back to the uh-huh. old way. Uh-huh. And that's what it's ultimately going to be. But all that being said, it could have been more. I personally would have liked to see a little bit more. Isn't it better to have more than just one entity covering your sport? Um, Especially yeah, when that entity has a lot of power? That, that They do. Um, but I think if there is a saving grace, and this is just for me because I'm in the minority, I won't have to listen to Gus Johnson call a national championship yeah. game. And I get it. Everybody loves him. I don't. Not everybody, but most do. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I think you're kind of in my camp on this, right? I've got a little over to, on the top. Well, and the over the top, I'm fine with. He's good at basketball. Yep. He's, he's not, not good at football. And he, he makes a lot more mistakes than mm-hmm, he used to. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that continues to get me in. Yeah, some of the fun things. And who was he telling? Marvin Harrison was uh, some car he was calling him during one of the games earlier this season. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, do I do vaguely and remember that. But yeah. if you're going to be like that, full of energy... But the, get it right. on the other hand, we wouldn't we don't get Joel Klatt, and I think mm-hmm. he's as good as there is in the game yeah. personally. Right. So there's give and take, I guess. Well, yeah. and for some of those quarterfinals, I mean, we're going to be getting the third and fourth teams from yeah. ESPN. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want to see who's the uh, the Monday Night guy that lasted for a year too? Uh, did, oh, uh, uh, just Sterator? No, no, no. It's, no. it's something. Oh, I can picture. I can too. He's, he's, he did Friday nights. Uh-huh. It's um. Good God! There's an effect. Because he had called a bunch of close games. Oh, he's not very he good. He called Friday night football. for yeah. It starts with an S. It starts with an S. Oh, man. We're getting old. You. <laughs> um, anyways, Hour 2 is coming up next. Hell of an end, Hour 1. Really? <laughs> what the hell is his name? Don't tell me. Don't don't get on Twitter. And tell okay. Me. Uh, hour two coming up next. Get to the Super Bowl handle. Give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from or some barbecue, some chicken wings from the chicken coop. Um, and then Bill Bender's going to join us. It's Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO.